Right, you ready? You want to do? You want to start the next one? Let's go for it. Welcome back to another episode of Your Best Year Starts Here. And actually, Nigel was late again because it's being recorded at the same time as the last one. Okay, so for seven, the next seven episodes, I obviously <laughs> was late. And Neil, and some of you will be able to see this, and some of you will be able to hear this, and you'll be seeing his face. He's he's absolutely crying with laughter. And I'm afraid to say I understand why, because I've done 100 episodes of him being late. He's only done two, so we've got another year of this to go. So if you're bored and you've not listened, the podcasts do get better. They do get better. Well, actually, you know, serious point. This is there's a bit of role reversal stuff going on. With some of this because not only were you late, you also came with a list. Yes, I know. I went a little bit elephant today, and I don't quite know why that is, but I thought I ought to. So let me ask you a quick question, Neil. What have you learned about yourself over the last six weeks? I would say probably the biggest thing, biggest thing, is I've learned to slow down. Yeah. And some and some of that's been forced. I mean, you mentioned on the last episode having a lot of, you know, your normal work cancelled. Um, I've had the same thing. You know, I speak at a lot of live events. I do a lot of in-person coaching, uh, training, stuff like that. It, it stopped, you know. I'm still very active on Zoom and very active, um, you know, run a few webinars for some of, some of my clients and stuff like that. Um but it's not at the same intensity and there's not the need to jump in a car and, you know, shoot from one place to another and whatever. And I've just learned to literally spend a bit more time doing, I'm not going to say doing nothing, but doing less and being a bit more gentle with myself and going for some nice country walks. Cause I can do that from where I live. I can literally walk out the door and be in open fields in minutes and just kind of appreciate. I, I, yeah. I think that's probably the biggest thing actually is learning to appreciate things a lot more. I think that's probably the biggest. I've had a brainwave. Uh, remind me, Paul, later on, he wants you to run his podcast for him. Okay. Now, cool. that's classic Nigel, whilst you're talking about slowing down. <laughs> my brain was racing, thinking, I know there's something I need to say. And if you have a good friend, recognize that sometimes there's a phrase that says, some people are listening and some people are waiting to respond. So I listened to your whole speech, but in my mind, I knew I had to share something with you, and I just had to do it now. So if you have friends like this, give them some slack. Give them a little bit of slack, because I promise you I was interested, but this was going to be new business for you. It's going to help a mate of mine out. But I knew if I didn't say it then, we might after two brain aneurysms, good chance I was going to forget. <laughs> but, so you want to learn to listen to people in this slow-down version, but just be aware, if an idea pops in your head, just do a timeout with someone. So I've just got to tell you this. Now, it will seem rude to some people, but we know each other well, so you know the intention was right. Mm-hmm. No, totally. totally. So you've I mean, learned to slow down. I've learned, learned to slow, I've learned to slow down. I've learned to appreciate things. And I think, you know, if I'm really honest, there's been a lot of change in my life in the last year, but also in the last decade. And there are certain things that I think have probably sunk in more because you've had time of, to reflect you've had time to yeah, exactly Be, because of that time that's not normal busy everyday life you know um and there's things that have come up for me that probably go back 20 years that i hadn't i don't think i'd fully processed even though they happened 20 years ago 
And now I feel like I've actually dealt with them in a way I never had before. Um, and they're not things I've, I've ignored. They're not things I haven't dealt with before. There's just a new level of understanding on some of it. And well, I had, a, I had a, a great line to share with me. So about four or five days ago, on my phone up came, I should be checking into my flight to mm-hmm. Brussels. And I went through a massive, massive down. You know, it was like I was doing really well. I'd come back from walking the dog. Weather was great. I had a couple of podcasts to do. And then my phone popped up. Oh, you should be checking in now for Brussels. And mm-hmm. I went through a massive dive. And somebody said to me, allow yourself a misery limit. And I thought, that's a cool. Normally, I talk about a nine-minute rule. But mm-hmm. I liked the idea that someone said, but you can have a misery limit. Just decide what it is, you know. So I allowed nine minutes to go into my office. I didn't eat chocolate, and believe me, I was close. Mm-hmm. But I got sent by one client who obviously doesn't listen to me, who sent me this. I mean, what is that nonsense? That's the wrong one. I mean, dark chocolate. I mean, it yeah. is Capri's. It is Bourneville. I know. Dark chocolate to that, Nigel. That's what I was. That's like full second fat way. Second away like, from opening this, I thought that would make me even more miserable. But that's like full fat. That's like sending you full fat coke, right? It's got to be yeah. diet, and it's got to be hold on. Someone did. I'm not going to mention their names, but Stuart. Don't ever do that again. Um, I got I got thirty cans of full fat coke. Could be worse. Could be Pepsi. Oh, don't swear. <laughs> don't swear. We'll have to X-ray this. But it was interesting how my lesson was: you can have some misery limits. You can have that moment of clarity where, of course, you know, I, I cancelled. You get ready for this. Twenty-four flights. Wow. Yeah. And so I spent three hours with BA. Once I got through to BA, I wasn't letting them go. I just kept cancelling, cancelling. I had points sent back to me. I'm nearly back to the million, the million point club with BA, which is not <laughs> crowd. So I'm never going to be able to get another flight. Yeah, and it's great them saying in three years' time you can rebook. I, I decided to get my points back, and hopefully they don't go under. But it was that point of clarity that it's okay to be miserable for a limited time. So we've spoken about my nine-minute rule, but it was just when someone said, "Give yourself a misery limit." So, so yeah. I learned it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, the thing with that is learn to accept that we all have we all have emotions, whether that's fear, whether that's misery, whether that's anxiety, whether that's elation and happiness. You know, we there all go. Go, oops, we all go through all these things, and very often, you know, I think especially as kids, we're told basically to suppress the negative emotions. I just did a little hand wave to you as an emotion on Zoom. So you have. Yes, I learned that one, okay? (laughs) But, you know, but but in all seriousness, I think every emotion we get, we should give ourselves suitable time to feel it. I I agree. We don't want to, you know, sit in the negative emotions for too long because it doesn't serve us. But we should still sit with them long enough to process them and understand why they're happening. And also, actually, there's a a friend of mine uh, probably – Probably about a year ago now, a bit more than that, maybe. Actually, I was having a conversation with him actually on Zoom because he's a Brit, but he lives in the States now. And um, he was saying to me, one of the things that he's learned in the last like couple of years is to pay really close attention to his body when people say things to him. As in, does he get a, like a physical reaction, no matter how small? Does he get like a chill down his spine? Does he get an itch? That's that, gut, that's that gut reaction we spoke about in episode 57 or whatever it was. Whatever it was, yeah, yeah. And But, you know, but he he's really learned to hone in on that. And I think it's kind of the same thing. You know, most of us, our lives are normally so busy 
we miss a lot of important cues about so you who we are. what you've learned. What have you gained in this last six weeks? Uh, Other than weight. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I, was about to say I, I, have, I, I have unfortunately gained a bit of weight um, because I've been moving way less um, yeah. and I've been eating pretty well, I'm not going to lie, um, including actually probably, you, you've stopped chocolate, I've probably eaten more chocolate because I, I made the mistake of getting a box of chocolate delivered. I don't mean a box of chocolates, I mean a box of chocolate. Oh, I, I did get 24 bars. Yeah, so, so same 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 kind of thing happened to me and um although actually i ordered it because uh, i wanted chocolate and it was like you know yeah when, when it's in the house it gets eaten you know um what else have i gained what else have i gained i guess it, it kind of goes back to what i just said in a way I, I gained an appreciation of some of the small things in my life and those small things aren't necessarily small and and so I, I I'll explain what I mean by that. Some of the things like my relationship with my kids would be a good example. There are small things in my relationships with my kids that have become way more apparent because of the current circumstances. You know, there are little things in terms of the communication with them. Um, I actually had somebody that's close to me say say something to me during this lockdown thing. They said, um, "It's fascinating watching you with with each of your kids." Because you love them both the same amount, but in completely different ways. Oh no, I don't. I love my dog most. Okay, to be <laughs> Alfie comes first, and uh, then the kids come second and third. But, um, but 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 you know. But my point is, they were picking up on the fact that I've got the same. I've, I've kind of got the same relationship with both kids, but it's completely different because it's done in the way they need it. Yeah. Well, that, you know? that's about communication. Communicating yeah. in their language, not yours. So I've gained five, six weeks of having dinner with my, my daughter. So she's been living awesome. away since she's been 18. She's 30 now. And every night we have dinner together. That's awesome. And she cooks, and she cooks some really weird stuff, some of the things I, I can't even pronounce. And then we watch one TV program together, and then she's had enough of me, and I can understand that. You know, I'm embarrassing even when I'm just at home on alone. So, But we've had this five, six weeks, which in theory I would never have had and, we'll never, and my son is literally four miles away, locked down with his new wife. Yeah. And we haven't had dinner. We are desperate for it to all be. But I've yeah. never had six weeks of dinners with my daughter. Yeah. Yeah, or well, not for a very long time, right? Well, since pre-eight, before she was eight. Yeah, but I, w- I would have been travelling. I wouldn't have been home every single day at 6.30. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. So you're talking about 25 years in that sense. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we know what you've gained. Tell me one other big lesson that you're grateful for. Well, I was actually just going to say one other thing on the on the kid part, actually, which actually this is something I am very, very grateful for. My son graduates university this year, okay, which obviously is not going to have the normal graduation and all of that kind of stuff, but he finishes university, gets his degree this year. And um, I he hasn't actually lived with me on a full-time basis since he was three years old because me and his mum split up when he was three. And, you know, he spent a lot of time with me, but he's never lived with me full time, full time. And um, I've been kind of looking at uh, changing personal circumstances last year. I've been looking at housing again and stuff like that. And I was talking to him and I said, what's your plans when you move, when you leave university? And he's actually said, you know, I'd quite like to come live with you, Dad. And, you know, and make up on some, make up on some, make up on some lost time and stuff like that. It, It feels incredible because... 
if I'm really honest, I never in my life imagined that would happen. You know, we've always had a good relationship and, you know, we've always been close, but... Without getting you to go to tears here, did you... I, I, I accepted... Did you feel chosen? Sorry? Did you feel chosen? Yeah, but more, more than anything, I, um, I accepted a long time ago that he was probably never going to live with me again. You know, like by the time he was probably four or five and wasn't. So I, I just accepted that it's probably never going to happen. And for him to actually say, you know what, dad, I think I'd quite like to come and live with you for a while. And I'm, not expecting, I'm not expecting it to be long term because he's 21. He's going to yeah. want his own place sooner or later. But are you aware how much you've developed over the last year and a half? I'm well. I don't know about the last year and a half. No, it is a year and a half. It's since I've been involved in your life. <laughs> I want to take the credit there. You missed the point there. Yeah, I, I know. I know. But but what I am aware of, if I'm really honest, I am aware of the journey I've been on in the last ten years. This intensified in the last five, and has probably intensified again in the last 12, 18 months. And my son is very aware of the fact I'm not the person I was five years ago, 10 years ago. My first wife, my son's mum, is very aware. You know, she she's uh, made some comments that have got me, you know, found their way back to me indirectly that, you know, it's people have seen how I've changed. And this, I don't, don't want to make this into, hey, Neil used to be horrible, now he's amazing. No, I'm still just me, but I look at the world in a, through a different lens to how I used to, which means I show up in a different way. And the biggest fundamental thing in that is I made a conscious choice to change. I didn't know what I was changing into, but I made a conscious decision to do some things different in my life. And as that's evolved, like I've made more conscious decisions of other things that I, you know, to change. And my son saying that. I've got an alarm going on. Keep talking. I'm (laughs) going to change my face thing here. Um, That's cool. All all I was going to say, though, is, you know, my, my son... My son's response to that, for me, is the evidence that if you want to change something in your life and you want to be a better person, the results come. You know, And they don't necessarily come when you expect them to or how you expect them to, but the results come. And yeah, that's... that's no, that, was one of those, that was one of those moments where I have an alarm going on and no one was doing anything about it, so... That's okay. But yeah, I, I was just saying, you know, for me, it, it's been that that realization that if you put the effort in to be a better person, you don't always get it right. I definitely don't. I screw up monumentally sometimes, yes, and I would yes. not, and I would not pretend otherwise, right? Yes. Um, but overall, I try to live better on a day to day basis, and the results come. Yeah. And you know, and I say my son saying that to me, it was like, wow. Well, I, I'm proud of you, and I'm and I'm blessed that you've you've got that realization because that's probably the best gift that COVID nineteen could have given you. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I don't think he'd done it before lockdown anyway, but it's happened no, I during. Spoke to him, he wouldn't have. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he said, anyway, no, "Showing up on time." And you're being real. He's prepared to give you another chance. That's what he told me. I just don't want to say anything. And I said I'd never repeat it. But it's. <laughs> but what I've realised more than anything is that sometimes you get these massive knockbacks. Yep. And you have to realise it. And sometimes they give you gifts. And it's and and I miss travelling. And I miss the excitement of going on a plane. 
But I tell you what I enjoy is not having to get on the M25, having to sit in an airport. And some of them are first world problems, believe me. Yep. But I can still do a lot of the work from home. I mean, today's the first time in a long time I'm wearing shorts while doing a podcast. Okay, but, it, but, yeah, but I've not done that at all before today. But it's very, very hot. I would never turn up to a meeting in my Lacoste T-shirt in a pair of shorts. But I know I can still be professional. So I've lost a bit. I've gained a bit. I'm experiencing something new. And I'm so pleased for you that you've got this new adventure to come, however long it lasts. But at least you were chosen for it. And I'm really proud of you. So Cheers, well done. Mate. Cheers, mate. And if you're listening to this, uh, we've gone a little bit personal in bits of it, but hey, that is about what we talked about in the last episode, which is being real and being honest. Um, and it is our podcast. And it is our podcast, exactly that. So, But if you've enjoyed it, normal thing, you know, five-star review on iTunes, share it with your friends, let people know about us, help us in, uh, increase the number of people that are listening and watching, and uh, we will see you next week. Be good.